Welcome to The Rural Rockstar, a podcast dedicated to empowering rural women with the tools and inspiration to transform their lives and businesses from the inside out. I share my journey of Survive to Thrive in life and business, and I show what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I also interview other rockstar women from around the world to inspire you to do it too. My mission is to empower the next generation of rural changemakers to show up and be the leaders we need. I'm Katrina, your rockstar host. Let's rock. Hello and welcome back to the Rural Rockstar. I'm your host, Katrina Myers, and today I'm joined by Sarah Chapman. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Katrina. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me. I'm so excited to dive into your story and hear all about your business. Sarah is based at Tenterfield, and we're going to hear all about how she got to be there. Sarah is a coach a mindset and business coach for rural women and she helps them one-to-one and does group programs and all the things that I love and there's lots of similarities in the work that we both do and I'm so excited to, sh- to share Sarah's story today and to hear how she got into doing this work and the work that she does with women and I just think the more stories we can share about the work that we all do like this, the better it is for everybody because I love seeing people like you, Sarah, just doing this work in the world, supporting and helping and guiding other women. And it's just, I just love it. And I found you on Instagram, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago or probably 12 months ago, I think. And I've been following your journey. And I just, it's just really inspirational to me to see someone who's you know, probably just a little bit further ahead on the journey than me and doing the work. And I just, I'm so excited to share your story today. So thank you so much. I always love to start with, how did you get to be where you are now in Tenderfield? Tell us the story of Sarah Chapman to now. <laughs> well, I was born and raised here on a farm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did. I did move away a few times. So I've been a governor up around um, Mount Isa. I've worked in feedlots around um, Inverell and Condamine and me and my husband moved back to Mount Isa for a while for another adventure. We took off in a caravan. We were going to travel Australia. But we broke down that many times on the way there that we (laughs) had to stay in Mount Isa and earn money. (laughs) So that was a short-lived adventure. (laughs) Yeah. But we do travel a lot now that we've got our kids. So, yeah, so I've been a few places, but we came home um, when we got married or I came home, my husband worked flying play out in the mines and we wanted to raise our kids. So we bought a farm close to my parents and, yeah, this is where we are. <laughs> oh, cool. So, so funny. Tell me again where you met your husband. Oh, he is a local boy too. So we met like every local people do at the pub one night. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I was looking for because I can't tell you how many women, like pretty much every woman I've interviewed is like, yep, yeah, so met my husband at the pub and whether they've, you know, grown up in the country or they're from the city, it's like pretty much textbook the same yeah. story. It's just absolutely classic. I love it. That's why I had to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, it's so common, isn't it? It really is. I met my husband at the pub as well. So there you go. Um, <laughs> So good. Uh, so all good things start. Exactly. Yes. So farmers. And so then tell us, how did you, because I'm so intrigued by this, how did you get into coaching and how did you start a coaching business? Oh, I didn't even really know. <laughs> <laughs> Just somehow. Like it wasn't planned, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, I think like one of my biggest motivations was that 
Brad, my husband, was working away um, contracting in the gas and that and the mining. So when we decided to have kids after we got married, I just knew that I wanted to stay at home with the kids because he was always going to be away. So I had to come up with a way to make it work. And I'd kind of never really been a career girl. Like I didn't go to uni. I did do a diploma in ag. I did childcare. I did, you know, a few things like that that led me to having some pretty awesome adventures. Um, But I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I started a little business selling kids country clothes from home and at camp drafts and local shows and stuff like that with my horse float and I drag it around and drag the kids around and had my online shop and that. And then I started doing something that it was I was always passionate about growing up, which was leather work because we horse people, we camp drop, all that sort of stuff. Um, and I used to always muck around and make like, you know, belts and reins and bridles and stuff like that. So I started plaiting leather belts um, as part of my business and then dropped off the kids part of it and just went full time into plaiting leather belts. So that was pretty awesome. And I made a great little business out of that. Um, but when we had our third boy, because we've got three boys, <laughs> which was five years ago now, I just, I didn't have the time with a new baby at home anymore to keep going with that. So I sort of found myself pretty lost. I was like, you know, my belt business was really successful and I loved doing it, but I just couldn't sustain it being home alone with the three boys. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're always busy with your hands. You kind of got to keep a belt going once you start. You can't just drop it and leave it and come back to it. So it was a bit of a challenge and I just, I sort of fell in a bit of a slump and I was like, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I need to be making money so that I can still stay at home with the kids and, yeah, like, yeah. Anyway, I eventually I found a coach. So I hired my first coach just because I knew I needed to work on my confidence and mindset. Um, yeah, just having third little bub Lockie, I was just feeling really kind of unfulfilled as a mum, you know, because I'd always had things that I was doing. And then suddenly I got to this point in my life where I was like, I don't really have a project. I'm not really working on anything. And yeah, I felt a bit empty. So I found a coach who had been recommended to me for a friend, uh, by a friend, sorry. And I worked with her for six months and through that journey, I just was amazed at what a coach could do for you. Um, And then I just instantly decided that that was it. That's what I was going to do. And I was going to go back and help the women that I used to be, which is the women that had little businesses from home on the farm generally, whether it was arts and crafty or photography or, you know, some of them had their own MLM businesses and even just women who wanted to step up and take on a bigger role within the farming business side of things, having that confidence and mindset. So that's kind of how I got here. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Oh, I've got so many questions. So because the thing is there's so many women who feel like that, like they get to this point mm-hmm. in their lives where they're just like, I'm just not feeling fulfilled, Probably often very crazy, hectic, busy, overwhelmed with life, like, and sometimes I think it's it's related to like, well, when you have kids and you want to be able to spend more time with them and then even as they get a bit older and you kind of start to actually have some space to think about yourself again a little bit yeah. and then you go, <laughs> well, actually, like I don't want to be wasting my time. I want to do work that makes me feel fulfilled. And so, so many women have this yearning. So I love that, yeah. you know, you then went on to work with a coach, which then, gave you the showed you what was possible I guess about working with the coach because I mean I'm the same as you like I just think it's so so important and we're not meant to do it alone either that's the thing like 
we're not meant to sort of, we all think we have to figure out ourselves by ourselves, but it's just so much more helpful when you work with a coach, let's face it. Yeah. Oh, so definitely confidence <laughs> and, and, you know, the mindset. So that's, you specialize in that, in, in, in helping women with confidence. And so yeah. is that what women come to you for mostly? Then tell us about the type of women that you're working with and what you help women with. Yeah. So like I've kind of niched myself to be the, you know, the coach that helps rural women create a confident mindset for life and business. So like a lot of the time too, going back to like my journey as well, like I think you, you're at home, you're slogging it out with a little hobby or a business or the kids or whatever. And it's pretty lonely. Like, cause a lot of us are rural based, you know, we, we really thrive that connection and accountability. And like you said, you shouldn't have to do it alone. Um, so that's what a lot of my clients come to me with is they, you know, they have either some goals or dreams or they're not really feeling like they're working on anything special and they're just feeling that bit, like I said, that empty feeling. And yeah, it's a lot of confidence and mindset. And I think especially rural women, like, you know, I don't know about you, but before having kids and I think rural people are always so you know, they're busy. They've always got stuff happening. You know, they're very versatile. They've always learned how to do things for themselves. So I think a lot of people get lost in that stage of, oh, I can go and fix the fence. I can drive the tractor. I can do whatever to help. You know, I'm a really hands-on practical person. And then you go and have kids and you kind of get a bit tied down and you forget because, you know, you forget your capabilities and stuff like that because you're not having that opportunity when you're at home looking after the babies to kind of, you know, remember how confident and capable you are. So I think that's where a lot of us rural women lose ourselves a bit, you know, in that stage of like I went from being, you know, almost as good as the blokes to now being like, oh, I'm stuck at home with the kids. And even though that's fulfilling in its own way, we do lose our confidence yes. in that stage. And the other place you sort of see that is maybe people who've given up their corporate job or they gave up a big job in the city, met their husband at the pub, fell in love, moved to the country, and then <laughs> really <laughs> I hear that a lot too. You know, and it's yeah, like exactly. a great career and now I've given all that up and I've got the kids and the husband and I just, I've lost myself and I don't know what to do. Yeah. So and, that, you know, sometimes those women, not that you, not that you kind of rate yourself on the money you earn or whatever, but it is kind of a part of it because you're getting paid for being, you know, smart and on the ball and doing your job and being capable in your industry to now just being the mom <laughs> washes and cooks and feeds babies, you know, like it, you do get lost in that little, that little cycle of life. Yes, 100%. And it's, it's like a whole big self-discovery process then if you kind of, <laughs> when you get to the bit like, oh my goodness, okay, this is not exactly what I wanted and then you know and then you, it's like the journey to do something about it <laughs> yeah because you don't get that big pat on the back or that wage at the end of the day for being the mum at home so you kind of even though we shouldn't like you know rate ourselves on that we do kind of we're kind of like well how am I contributing because I'm not making the money I'm not you know <laughs> no one's telling me I did a good job yes Yes, it's so, so hard, isn't it? And then we get into the guilt and yeah. the shame and like, oh, why don't I just enjoy being a mum? And surely I should just enjoy that. But, yeah, but, you know, I mean, no one, there's no shoulds in that, that's for sure. It's just, yeah, ideally we <laughs> want to get to the place where we can just, if we do enjoy that, that's great. If we don't, we can do other stuff as well. But, like, it, it's so yeah. complex. Okay, so what I'd love to know from you is then, say, you know, there's someone who's feeling really unfulfilled either in their job or 
they've ended up just being a stay-at-home mum and they're feeling like that's just not enough for them. They, they do want more. What's your advice for someone? Because something that I always find is really hard for people is if like they're in a job and it is well paid, you know, say they've gone back to work and, and they are getting paid well, but they've realised they're not fulfilled in their work. How do they then sort of give that up and switch and go and start something new? And is this some of the things that you advise women around as well as like how to start a business or is it more people who are already doing something on the side? Um, so I've got a few clients that I've worked with from the beginning, mm-hmm. but most of them have kind of like a goal or an idea or <clears throat> have already started their business. And yeah, we kind of do some action plans and work out where they want to go. We reverse engineer that goal and bring it back to basics so they know what step to take. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's a big question, that one. <laughs> Isn't it? You know, yeah, happy in your job, but it's not fulfilling you. And, I mean, so many people deal with that. Yep. Yep. And it's yeah. the money piece then too. And do you do um, money work with your clients as well around the money beliefs and stories? Yes, yeah, so I have um, a group coaching program and that's one of the modules that we do in that is our money mindset. So I do a lot of, and I know you do this as well, but a lot of limiting belief work and, you know, where all our stories have come from and and that sort of stuff. Um, and we do some time techniques on it and try and get rid of all those old stories that we keep telling ourselves that essentially keep holding us back. Because mm, that's what you find, isn't it, is that so many people, they've mm. got this kind of, they sort of know that they're not fulfilled, but they don't really know what they want to do. And then even if they do start to get some clarity around what they might want to do, there's so much that's holding them back. And that's why the work that you do, I think, is so important and all of this work. But it's also it's very new for people because we don't get taught this growing up, do we? Especially if you've come from a farming background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we kind of feel like the black sheet when you're on this journey because you're like, this is not normal. Like, you know, we've all been told just to suck it up and work harder. Yeah, and if yeah. you work hard, you'll make money and you'll be successful and you just tick the boxes and produce more and achieve more and then you'll, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, and it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's and it's a bit of a block that a lot of um, people that have been raised with that old school farming mindset have. And I think that's you know you've got to you know you've got to work your ass off to get somewhere in life, and you just got to keep at it. And it's a hard slog. And whether you want to do the job or not, you just got to do it. And you know what I mean? Like it's um, money doesn't grow on trees, and all those things that we keep hearing, like manifestation and journaling and meditation and all that stuff, is like what. <laughs> Yes, totally. So is that the sort of work that you do with your clients as well? Like they'll come to you and you talk through the blocks that they've got and help them work through that? Yeah. I So my program and the way that I coach is very much I've got that really practical piece because that, you know, all of us feel, all of us type of women feel a lot more comfortable when we go through the coaching in a practical way. So really talking about action plans and goals and where you want to be and you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I bring that that NLP coaching side back into it, which is, you know, a little bit more of your woo-woo, um, but it's amazing. And they complement each other so well. Oh, that way. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, and so where <laughs> did you like, actually, this is, this is an interesting question because one of the things that I see that holds a lot of women back is they feel like they need a qualification. 
So, you know, like, well, I'm not the expert and I don't have a qualification, so I can't do it. So have you got any advice around that? Because, you know, like hopefully someone's listening who's thought about, oh, maybe I could be a coach or maybe I'd like to start a coaching practice or whatever. What would be your advice yeah. for around that? Well, I um, coached for 12, maybe 15 months before I was qualified. Um, I just was like, let's just do it. Let's just get started and get my feet in the sand and have a crack. And it was amazing. So I had some group coaching programs back then and I had some one-on-one clients and that was really good. So I then went and got, and I've only been qualified now for almost a year. And I did my NLP, hypnotherapy, um, timeline, EFT tapping, all that sort of stuff all together from Yes Supply. And that was amazing. And that's just given me the next level of tools. So, you know, just to take it everything that next step further. So what I used to do was like, you know, you know, we might journal out and have conversations and do some deep coaching on, um, you know, our blocks and our fears and where we want to go and our goal setting and that sort of stuff. But now I've got the tools to implement to make it that bit deeper. And what I say to my clients is what I now have is tools for the toolbox. Mm-hmm. So all these techniques that I've learned in my coaching certification I then teach my clients to use that so they've got them for life. Mm. So it's really equipping you with mindset tools to carry on forever, you know what I mean, rather than just having a coach because no one's going to want to coach and have a coach 24-7. You know, you've got to learn to work it out for yourself and things are going to come up all the time and you would have heard this yourself, new level, new devil. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard that saying too, like, you up level and you become that next level of yourself and things are going really great and you're hitting your goals and, you know, things are working out and then all of a sudden a big block comes through, (laughs) kind of like slaps you in the face again. And that's what they call new level, new devil. So the more that you up level, the more stuff you're going to have to process and deal with and and learn to manage because life keeps happening. She she hits the fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. This is something that, you know, I work hard to try to normalize for people is that we're all humans. There's always going to be struggle and the choices that we make really matter. And there's things we can do to manage that. What came to mind then was that old um, fable. Um, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach him how to fish and he'll eat for life. You know And I'm thinking? That's what it's like, isn't yeah. it? Rather than having to yeah. rely on a coach for the rest of your life, it's like, you know, and the, skills. the thing about it is the better you get at, you know, the better you get, the more goals you achieve or the more that you grow your business, you know, the more that you're going to want out of life and the more you push yourself and challenge yourself and, you know, try to get yourself out of your comfort zone to take that next step so that you can grow your business or whatever it is that your goals are. And and that's when you hit that block again, you know, you hit that glass ceiling, so to speak, and it's like, okay, now I've got to up-level again. So you're constantly going to be faced with those challenges and up-leveling and you've got to have some tools in that toolbox to really equip you so that you know how to work on some of this yourself because you're not always going to have someone there at the end of the phone to be like, how do I deal with this? You know, how do I process what's happening right now? Yeah, 100%. And the fear is always there. It's just at different levels, isn't it? And it's like yeah. because every time you try yeah. to do something new, the fear comes back again. So it's just, yeah, yeah that's, that's powerful. <laughs> so so I love that, though, that you got started and, you you know, so tell me about that, though. How was, because even that getting started, like just having that confidence, like was it that you were confident? Was it that you were a bit like, 
you know, I guess naive to it or like what gave you the ability to just get started? Because I think that <laughs> is a really big thing for a lot of people. Did you did you already know a bit of this work of like just take the action and do it or was it just like blind faith? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really um, backwards in pretty much everything I do. <laughs> <laughs> so my last coach told me that I've built my multi-million dollar business backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I'm, I'm the type of person who will go and create all the programs and do all the freebies and get all the website done before I even thought about marketing or finding clients at all. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Well, that's good because you didn't overthink it because I was the opposite. Like I knew for like about four years that I wanted to start a coaching business and have an online business and help people and I like procrastinated and overthought the whole thing for so long. <laughs> And and perhaps I'm the opposite and didn't think enough. (laughs) (laughs) So the advice is somewhere in the middle of those two is awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Because that was going to be my next question is like, what is your advice for someone who might be thinking, well, I would like to start a coaching practice. Like, where do I start? Or not even a coaching practice, but like, I'd love to have an online business and I'd love to serve other women and help other women live their best lives or something, you know, then maybe there's just a hint of that for them. Where, what would be your advice for them to get started? So like it depends on what business you're looking at getting started or have started or whatever. But I mean, especially when you're working in our type of industry, you just got to think to yourself, like you are your own best coaching client. So Mm -hmm. the version of you that you were 12 months, 18 months, two years ago, whatever it is, Mm. All you have to do is help her through the stuff that you've moved through. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, you don't need to overthink it too much. You don't need to be an expert. You don't have to have all the answers because you're not serving every single woman on the planet. You know, you're mm. serving your your niche, your ideal client. So if you know what her struggles are, her pain points are, what's keeping her up at night, and you cater to that in the way that relates back to the old version of you, you know, you've got it pretty simplified (laughs) don't you just love it I just think it's I love this business model so much because it's like you do the work on yourself and figure out you know the things and then if you want to you can go and get some more qualifications and everything as well and then you can just teach other people how to do it and the other thought that I just had there that comes up for a lot of people is oh but there's already so many people doing it so tell us what you'd say to that because I'm sure it's the same thing that I would say to people because that's a big thing, isn't it? People think, oh, and it, this goes for any business, like whether it be a coaching practice or designing clothes or, you know, starting anything, people are like, oh, but there's already so many people doing it. Yeah. And, I mean, just take me and you, for example, like I reckon between us we'd pretty easy come up with a, at least a dozen women doing pretty similar to us, hmm. concentrating on the rural-type women. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but they all relate to you in a different way. Like me and you, we don't coach the same way. We don't even coach on the same. We do share a lot of our topics, but we don't catch, coach on exactly the same topics. Um, you know, someone's going to look at me and go, oh, no, Katrina's way more my girl, you know, yes. <laughs> yes. and vice versa probably. Like you're exactly. not for everyone and everyone's not for you. So you just have to know your ideal client really well and know what you want to help them with. And that's been a big journey for me. Like I have changed that a lot. Like my first coaching program was called the self-love formula. And that was about, you know, so, sorry, self-confidence formula. Self-love. <laughs> that was about building your confidence. And that had nothing to do with being um, a rural woman in business. It was just, you know, I found clients who were interested in that at the time. And I run it for, I think I did three or four, four rounds of that. 
um, last year and it was it was really great but I haven't taught that program again since even though it was really successful because I just have more of a passion for working with the businesswomen but it took me that time to really identify and nut down and work out who is it that I really want to serve you know Um, And I keep going back to my history being a woman who has had several of her own home crafty type arty businesses, whatever you want to call it, um, from the farm. And I was like, well, they're the women I want to help because that was me, you know. So it it took me a while to work that out and work out exactly who it is that I love. And I mean, I do work with some clients that don't have businesses and that's absolutely fine too. But that's kind of like, I guess, where I feel like it's my jive like it's working with them women who have goals and dreams with a little side gig or a big side gig whatever it is um and a rural connection oh I love that I think yeah exactly I, I feel exactly the same way and, I, and you're so spot on it's actually one of the other things that I love about this industry so much is there's room for everybody and it's actually like we can just have this abundance mindset you know there's not a shortage of people or money or anything yeah. in the world really and you know, some people will relate to you, some people will relate to me, and that's the beauty of it, you know. And to me, it's yeah. just like the more people doing this, the better because the more people are going to be able to live good lives, start the businesses that actually give them the freedom and impact that they really want to have. And I just think it's beautiful. So I love that you shared that. And I also yeah. love that because I was thinking, and that's where like action, um, taking action leads to clarity came to my mind a bit there because the fact that you just started doing it, like you just started doing something and you put something out there and then then yeah. got more of the clarity around what it is that you wanted to do. And I, I just love that. And I've had a bit of that experience now too. When I started taking action, that's when it all started to actually fall into place and I got clear about what I really wanted to do. So that's a big piece of it, do you think? Yeah, yeah. And like me and you were talking, we just had a quick conversation before we started recording the podcast and it was like, you know, um, doing courses and educating yourself and, and um, you know, we were both talking about how we've done other group coaching programs and we love doing them and sometimes do addicted. <laughs> but I always say to, like, my husband, so back in the early days my husband was like, is this even going to work? Like, what are you doing? How do you do that? Rah, rah, rah. And when are you going to make that good money? <laughs> and, like, I used to say to him, and I still believe that to this day, it's like we're doing our own apprenticeship only we don't have a boss who's guiding us mm-hmm. we're on our own We're we're learning this we're learning that we're having a go at this we're having a crack at that and we're trying to piece it all together over a couple of years to work out who we really are and what we really want to focus on in our business mm-hmm. whereas if you go to university or you go and do a trade you know people tell you what to do you work for an employee people tell you what training you need to do what steps you need to take what your goals and objectives are like us doing this type of business it's kind of like we get to be more creative in that journey you know we get to have fun doing it but it still takes a bit of time so you can't expect to just launch it and be like oh wow I'm hitting my 10 20k months and it's all amazing because we're learning as we go and you have to fail to be successful Mm, I just loved everything you said then completely agree so but it also means that it's it's kind of more uncomfortable because we're programmed to want the clear path the action plan the the you know this is what you need to do step by step how to but it's not it's not like that with this sort of business and creativity and opening yourself up to exploring what you really want to do and being the person that you really are like that's whoo that's big (laughs) and it's just what it is (laughs) 
<laughs> that's right. We don't we don't have it all worked out, that's for sure. <laughs> Gosh, no, not at all. But what I will say, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this too, like since, I mean, so a big part has been me doing the work on myself, like and just getting my own energetic capacity to hold more better and just like looking after my vessel and having, you know, getting my well-being right. But then this last 12 months when I've really dug into the business and done the things, launched the podcast, done the stuff, like it's just a new level of, I don't know, fulfillment and feeling joy in life. Like I actually just feel so much more lit up. And so have you found that too? Yeah, I am, particularly when I'm doing my group coaching programs, like that sets me on fire because I love watching, like I love coaching women one-to-one, but I really love the group capacity because I just feel like they all learn off each other as well. So it's not just me being the coach, like, and I learn stuff off them all. Like it's, and it comes back to that not being lonely in business. Like I feel like business on your own, especially if you're just doing it from home on the farm or wherever, like from your home, you know, it's really lonely, whether you're, you know, arts and crafty or whether you're doing MLM, whatever it is, but it can be a really lonely journey. So for me running those group coaching programs, it's like having a little mini community Mm. and it's support and accountability, but friendship too. And that's, that's what I crave the most. I think um, having that connection with other real rural women out there doing amazing things in all sorts of, you know, industries. Yeah. And so even though, I mean, I think even though it can be discombobulating and it's uncomfortable and there can be a lot of fear and like taking the plunge to start your own business and do something can seem really daunting. Like it is worth it, I think, in the long run. Like it can be, it can just lead to so much more fulfillment, which we're all chasing. If we can crack through that, all that fear and can I do this? It is magic. Yeah, and there doesn't have to be an income ceiling either. Like a lot of my clients, like you mentioned before, is there too many people doing what I'm doing? Um, Is there a market for it? You know, if you put your personality really into it and you find that client or customers that are your people, you know, you can make money doing anything from home. It's so I've got women in all walks of life. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's incredible, isn't it? And, you know, so something that just came to my mind then is to tell people like go and get yourself in spaces where you can be inspired I think too because sometimes especially when we live in small rural communities we don't see we don't see examples of people doing this work so hopefully this conversation today is helping with that too to see what's possible but also like just get yourself out there into spaces where you can see and you know join Sarah's groups and get involved with that because as you say there's heaps of women doing this stuff and it's there's so much opportunity isn't there yeah and I just see like you know, if you're passionate about something and and that's the thing, like if you're passionate about something, you know, whether it's a hobby at the moment and you want to take it next level or something like that, you know, if you're prepared to really get out of your comfort zone and get out of your own way, so to speak, with your limiting beliefs and stuff, there really is no limit because there's so many opportunities out there and just sharing and being unique and authentic. Like, I mean, how many people, me, for example, and I'm sure you too, like would rather go and support small businesses particularly from the bush with Christmas shopping and that sort of stuff like I'm always buying little thoughtful gifts and stuff like that um just because I I really resonate with the story Mm. of where they come from yeah and see that can be a good inspiration for you too because that was where I realized that I had a big block and sometimes this can be the case for people so I was thinking that I couldn't have a business like this like it wasn't possible for me yet I was spending heaps and heaps of money with people with businesses like this 
I loved it. Like I absolutely love spending my money with women who have these businesses, yet I thought it wasn't possible for me. And so exactly the same. Like if you're out there (laughs) loving spending money with small businesses, women who've started businesses in rural Australia, then that could also be you. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. 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 And I mean, I think they're, I personally really feel like they're on the rise. Like we all know that bike in the bush campaign that was, I don't know, was that two or three years ago now, but that's really started something. And I just see all these women who have these pretty simple kind of, not to be offensive, but simple type ideas doing little bits and pieces from home. And they're making an amazing go of it because people are more conscious about why they're buying their stuff from. I think COVID's really only helped that. Oh, I completely agree. And I think it's just, yeah, like if there's anything in you that says, oh, but that I couldn't do that, then that's where you need to do the work because you could. You absolutely could. It's just a matter of yeah. crashing through those beliefs and those stories and all that kind of stuff, which is why you need to go and work yeah. with Sarah if you're having that problem because <laughs> You can do it. And I think it's, you know, I've, I've loved hearing your story today about it's just been, it's it's just awesome. So, Sarah, I always love to ask people, what do you do to, do you have it? Well, you don't, and if you don't have any, it's absolutely fine. But do you do any practices or have any ways of sort of maintaining your mental health and well-being and, and looking after your vessel? Or is there anything that you do regularly to, to do that, to maintain yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, well, well-being and mindset practices and that to me are a little bit like shiny object syndrome with buying courses. <laughs> I give anything a go. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> but to be honest, one of the things that has been my solid favourite for probably three or four years now is journaling um, and journaling to really cool upbeat music. <laughs> Oh, cool. It's just kind of like just getting in my zen. So I just, I like to write um, and I'm not really a great writer, <laughs> but writing my journal. Um, yeah, so I just journal out whatever's coming up for me or what, or even when I'm planning and goal setting, I'll do a journal session on it. So I don't really journal to prompts too much, like I just freestyle. And it's just journaling for me is just a way of getting, you know, letting my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my frustrations and that be given a place to be seen, be felt, be heard kind of thing, get them out on paper and unjumble the mess that can happen in our heads pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I do I do, do love walking um, around the farm and that sort of thing and I love gardening. Um, I love, you know, getting out and being active on the farm with the kids and the horses and all that sort of stuff. But journaling is the one thing that's kind of for me. So I'll, you know, I'll put on my... I at the moment I'm listening to subliminal affirmations a lot on YouTube, which I find really good because that beautiful music and then there's affirmations really quietly in the background. And yeah, I just journal. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, it's such a powerful tool, isn't it? Because there's so mm-hmm. much in the well, probably the science of getting it out of your head and onto paper. It makes such yeah. a big difference. And yeah. I guess and you can even swear. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is no one has to see it. Like you're saying, I'm not a very good writer, exactly. but just for you. I yeah. mean, I go back and try and look and can't even read half the stuff that I've said in my journals. It doesn't even make any sense. But it's that's, so Well, powerful. that's the thing. It's not meant to make sense. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I think that's the hang-up so many people have when they're like, I can't write in a journal. Like, God, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't look neat. I didn't spell it properly. You don't need to do any of that. Mm, exactly. <laughs> back to basics, baby. Yes. Absolutely. And I was thinking too, probably 
the work that you do is like well-being, like all this beautiful work that you do, like serving other women and showing up in this way, like that's good for your well-being. And learning is another really good thing that's such so good for our well-being. Yeah. Yeah, I'm addicted to learning. I don't always remember it all, but I love learning new stuff. Like, yeah, um, personal development's been probably a big thing for a lot of my life really, just, you know, yeah, learning and finding out what things make me happy and, um, you know, if I've got a new business path or whatever, which obviously I don't now, but, you know, I'm always trying to learn things and watch videos and, yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of either that way or you're not, I guess. Yes, but it's a skill that you can develop too. And I think it's actually really, mm. it is really good for our well-being to be learning. Like it stimulates our brain and it's kind of that, you know, it's, well, I find it exciting and enjoyable, you know, as well. So I think that is. Yeah. And it gives you that sense of purpose. And when you learn, you should always teach or try to teach some of what you learn. You know what I mean? Like that's how they say is it the best way to learn is to learn it and then reteach it with your mm-hmm. spin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that. Which for our industry is perfect. <laughs> exactly. I was just thinking the same thing again. It's why this whole thing is so good because you learn it and then you teach it, and everybody else gets to benefit from that as well. It's so good. Yeah. Oh well, Sarah, it's been so lovely chatting with you. I hope that we've given people some inspiration to think about perhaps starting their own business in maybe even in the coaching space. Um, I love your story. It's been. I think it is really empowering for people to hear that that it is possible and. How can people find you if they want to come and work with you or maybe look at getting some coaching or join one of your programs? What have you got coming up and and how can they work with you? So at the moment I'm doing the next launch for my um, Rural Women's Biz School. So that's a big mix of mindset and business and confidence all together. Um, Yeah, so that's an eight-week group coaching program and it's lots of fun. We've done a couple of rounds of it already and, yeah, this will be our third round which will be really exciting um when is that yeah, it's something that um in the next few weeks i haven't oh, set a date yet but it'll be probably the second week of december oh awesome and that goes yeah. for so 12 weeks i missed that as well sorry i was thinking about my next eight, goes for eight weeks but we'll have a good break over christmas and um yeah so it's it's group coaching but you also get a couple of one-on-one coaching sessions in there as well so it's a bit of a mix of both which i also really like doing so yeah, and it's all about that confident mindset for life and business. Oh, love that so much. And if anyone, you also offer one-to-one um, as well, if anyone wants to that extra one-to-one support. Yeah, I do. I offer um, one-on-one in a long-term coaching program or I also do one-off sessions with the NLP coaching techniques, so goal setting and planning and, um, yeah, releasing those blocks and fears, so all those limiting beliefs. So I do those one-on-one every now and again as well. <laughs> Awesome. But my passion's in the groups because I think we can all do with community and accountability and support together and make it more fun when it's, you know, a few of us doing it. I absolutely love that. And I couldn't agree more. It's so nice in the group dynamic. So head on and check out the Rural Women Biz School and get get on in it, I would say. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much. It's been so lovely chatting with you. I've just, uh, well, I think we've laughed so much. We're just like both just <laughs> loving it. I could talk to you all day. It's so good. Uh, it's just, yeah, such beautiful energy to speak with you about all this stuff that I just love. And hopefully we've shared some goodness for people. So thanks so much, Sarah. And thank you to all our listeners. See ya. Bye.